You are listening to Master Coaching with Ajit, a podcast that inspires coaches to impact lives of their clients more meaningfully. I am Coach Ajit, and I'm known for coaching high performers, entrepreneurs, and leaders. I'm also a serial entrepreneur and author of many books. On this podcast, I am answering your burning questions. I'm also demonstrating and deconstructing behind-the-scenes coaching sessions. Hello there, beautiful people. This is Coach Ajit. And one of the questions that I get very frequently from our community is, I'm an empath. I am somebody who is very empathetic. As a coach, I know that's valuable. And at the same point in time, after I'm done with the coaching session, I feel like I take on the energy of the room. I feel like I take on the energy of the person that I was coaching. And so I get exhausted. I get drained. I get completely derailed from my rest of the day and I can't perform for the rest of the day. I can't be present for the rest of my day. And that's a real problem, especially if you've seen yourself as an empathetic person, if that is something that is true for you, that you do take on energy from other people, even when you're trying to resist it as much as possible. And that is so true. When you are an empath, you take on people's energy. You are an empath, you take on everything that is happening around you, which is why I want to give you a few tools that you can use during a coaching session. You can use these tools after a coaching session. You can understand your empathetic nature a little bit better with these tools. And so you can navigate situations like I am too drained after a coaching session or I went to this event and now I feel so drained because the energy was so heavy. You can work around that. So let's first understand what is empathy. Empathy is you leaning in to somebody else's experience. You putting yourself into somebody else's energy field and feeling their energy as if it was yours. That's empathy. Empathy is us being able to relate to someone through feeling like you're in that experience with them. It's not where you're reflecting on somebody's experience. You feel like you belong in that experience. You are in that experience. And when you are empathetic towards someone, what tends to happen is because you are living that experience with them or you feel like you're living that experience with them, you tend to take on that energy. Firstly, we need to clarify how empathy is showing up for you. And you may want to take notes and may want to come back and use a notepad to do this exercise. But firstly, Write down when is it that you actually feel that empathy and what happens next. Let me share with you an example. When I am in a coaching conversation, I have deep empathy for my client, but I also have a disconnection with my client. I feel like that I can feel them. I can bring that energy and feel like I can be in their shoes. I can take a pause and then I am back in my rational mode and back in the place where I am so I can have a more rational, effective conversation with them. Now, not everybody is designed that way, but what I've observed is because I have the ability to step in and step out, it's easier for me to not take that energy on beyond the coaching session. There are some tricks to doing this as well, but first is identification. The second way empathy may show up is you walk into a room and you feel the energy of the room and you feel drained or you take the energy of the room. Now, there could be one of two things happening when that is a situation. One is you're really feeling the energy. And the second and more common is that your own guards are coming up, so you are draining your own energy. This happens when you identify yourself as an introvert. This happens when you identify yourself as somebody that does not belong in that room, where you think everybody else is so much more successful than I am. If you feel like somebody is more beautiful than you are, 
And you might start comparing yourself unconsciously and think that you're reading the energy of the room, but it's actually you feeling less than or you feeling that you're an introvert and so you don't belong. And that drains your energy. And that's why I want to bring your awareness towards this. What is it that is really draining your energy? Is it actually the energy of the room? Because that's a combined energy of maybe 50 people. Or is it that how you perceive yourself in context of the room that is draining your own energy? It's a good inquiry to have because it brings your attention towards what's really draining my energy. Now, another time when people feel empathetic is when they're in a conversation with someone. It could be a coach, it could be a friend, and after the conversation, they feel really drained. Now, again, there are two to three circumstances that can happen here. First is where you really do lean into somebody's energy and feel their energy and take that energy on. The second is when the person that you're talking to is actually an energy detractor for you. All of us have energy givers and energy detractors. There are personalities that when we meet people that we meet, that we have conversations with, we feel uplifted, we feel powerful. And then there are conversations, people, and situations that we are in that take away energy from us. Just recently, I was doing an audit of my friends here in Austin. I moved to Austin about a year and a half ago. And I was just writing down different names of different people. And then I was writing down, hey, are these people giving me energy? Or after meeting them, I feel a little bit, you know, lower in energy levels. And I found a lot of people that I did see frequently enough were actually not giving me energy. Now, nothing wrong with the people itself. It's just that energetically, I wasn't feeling that I am gaining energy with that conversation. I felt like I was losing energy with that conversation. And that gave me a good measure of going, oh, that's why I feel drained sometimes at my own party. It's not because I don't enjoy the situation or enjoy the party, but sometimes some people take energy and some people give energy based on where I am at also in my life. So it's not not a comment on them, but more a comment on our relationship. And that relationship can just be managed better because I know I'm not going to get energy from it. Lastly is when it's a client-coach relationship, when you feel drained and it's not about you taking on energy and sometimes it could be about the client is bringing that really heavy energy into the space that anybody would feel a little bit down after that. Somebody had a cathartic experience, somebody had a really painful experience, and they share it with you. It doesn't mean that you've taken on their energy. It means that anybody who would listen to that will need a minute after that, right? So first understand where is it this is happening because unless you understand which situations, which places you really feel like, oh my goodness, I'm really taking on the energy, you will generalize your statement. And when we generalize a statement, we create a reality in our life that may not be true. When you generalize, I'm an empath and I feel everybody's energy and I feel drained all the time because of that, now even in situations where you should be uplifted, you think you're an empath and one wrong person walking in the room can take away all your energy. Right? You don't want to be in a situation like that because it takes away from your power to stay in the energy that actually creates progress for you. Empathy is a superpower when utilized right. Empathy can be a really big deterrent in our life if we are not being mindful of how we are generalizing it, how we are utilizing it, and how we are working around it instead of just letting it take over our life all the time. So use empathy or be empathetic in context of the conversation that you're having. Now, let's talk about, let's say you are an empath. You're like, no, I definitely know I'm an empath. It always happens and so forth. Here are some tools and tricks that have worked for me and for my clients. And I want to share with you for you to be able to utilize in your own practice and in your own being. First thing that I want you to do is always remember that your body state 
will change the energy level that you are in, which means your body or your skin is a great conductor of energy, right? And because of that, if you want to change your energy, you want to first start with your body. A simple way is doing something like what you may be observing right now. I sit in a particular way when I'm at my home. This is why I record my podcast this way. So we are having a conversation. I'm having a candid conversation with you. And I would sit in a particular way. I would have my shoes off and my feet are always open in one way or another. Sometimes I would put my feet down and they are always grounded in the ground. And the reason for that is because that grounds my energy. It makes me feel like I'm in a comfort of my space where I can be who I need to be. I would do a coaching session like that if need be, if I'm feeling the energy of it. Or my feet will have no shoes and they will go on the ground because I feel the groundedness of the ground. And so it grounds my energy into something. And physically, because I move that energy physically, because of my physical being, I can ground my energy much faster. And even when I'm feeling somebody else's energy, it gets grounded into the earth. And so I feel less intensified because of the conversation that we're having. Another way is when you're working with a client or you're about to go into a party that you don't know how the energy is going to be, is I would pre-schedule activities that fill the tank of my energy levels. These activities include going to the gym, activities include walking in nature, these activities include playing with my kids. If I would do any of these three activities, my energy tank is so full that even if I was to take on somebody's energy, it will rebalance my overall energy. And so I will not feel drained after the conversation. I may not feel full, but I will not feel drained after the conversation. I would feel like, okay, I can just refuel my tank again. So another step or another strategy is to always know how can you refuel your tank. Some are very natural, like going for a walk, going to exercise, or meditating, playing with kids, or playing a game, swimming in the pool if you have water around you or an ocean, looking at the ocean, looking out in the abyss if you are living on a mountain or anything that is green around you. Nature has so much positive energy that it will give you that energy to bring you to a homeostasis, bring you to a neutral energy ground taking care of your empathetic nature and not having it affect you beyond a point. So ask yourself, what are those practices that you have around you? What are some of those practices that you may have already done or do every single time? And how can you include that in your day-to-day activity so you're always managing your energy levels? Success in any area of life is a lot about you managing yourself more than strategy and business and abilities. It's a lot about can you stay consistent? Can you stay present? Can you stay in joy of the game that you're playing? If you can, then it's more likely than not that you will anyways find successes that you want in your life given due time. So those are some of the ideas that you can use physically to shift your energy because that would be the first and the fastest way to get back into a neutral state and manage your energy better. So once you have organized your physical being, right? Physically, you go, hey, listen, I want to look at physical energy levels and this is how I can regulate my empathy. Now, the next step from that would be for you to inquire what are some of the other practices that may not be physical that you can do to manage your empathetic levels or kind of manage how you are going to manage your energy levels when you are interacting with people. One of the practices is something that I did recently for my own self is to make a list of people that you talk to and how do you feel after you talk to them, after you meet them, after you've interacted with them most of the time. And you can make a scale and it's up to you how you want to do it. But what I did is I made a scale of one to 10 and said, how do I feel after 
I've had a conversation with the person on a scale of one to 10, and I want to look out mostly for individuals where I feel less than six or less than seven, because if I feel less than six, less than seven, I feel like it's too much of a drain for me at the stage of life I'm at to still continue to interact with that person. So firstly, I identify the energy level that I feel after. And then I look at affinity level. Affinity level is how close am I to them? Because sometimes what I recognize is that there are some people that are actually affinity level eight or nine, but energy level that I feel after meeting them is five or six. And I'm not trying to rate people because I was being very mindful. I was trying to just go, what is the system that I can create that is effective for me to manage my energy levels? Mostly because I got kids, I wanna have fun. If you've known me long enough, you know that I do things for joy. I do things because I'm having fun with it. And if I don't, then I'm not necessarily looking at it so much. So it was very important to me to notice as to what's draining energy and how close am I to constantly being in connection with them. And based on that, I inquired, how can I create a reality in my life where I'm not consistently interacting with you? individuals. And so I cleaned up my interaction with individuals that didn't give me energy, that didn't feel fulfilling, that didn't feel like that I was getting excited every single time I was meeting with them or after I had met them. It's the same practice I did with my clients. I asked myself, why and who is it that I serve most? If I feel drained after working with a client, I'm not excited to see that client next time. Let that sink in. If you are drained by working with a client, you are not excited to see the client again. And the reason why you're not excited to see the client again is because none of us want to feel less energetic than we were five minutes ago, right? If this podcast drains you, you don't want to listen to this podcast. If this podcast energizes you, you want to listen to this podcast, you want to tell other people to listen to this podcast, right? So it very much we have an auto-filter system or auto-excitement system, you can say in a way, for looking forward to something or not looking forward to something. So my intention is always to say, if I'm not going to be excited working with them next time, maybe it is for me to consider to not work with them at all. Because my energy level is going to deplete every single time. I'm not going to be excited to work with them. And if I'm not excited to work with them, well, I'm going to do a poor job most likely, or I will wait for that session to get over. How fun is that? It's not fun, it's not joyous, it's not playful, it's not something that you look forward to. So why not ask ourselves a better question? If the energy of our client is draining us, what if we just did not actually invest our time and energy into that and create a new client system, create a new client that actually fulfills us? So as an empathetic person, as somebody who leans into empathy and reads the energy of the room, my invitation for you is first to regulate your energy so you have a good system to get back into the game. And then second is to protect your energy. We've often talked about boundaries. Boundaries are not only relevant when it comes to relationships. Boundaries are relevant to anything in our lives. The better we get at setting boundaries to ourselves, for ourselves, the better we get in life. The more clear you get of what gives me energy, what takes away energy from me, and you set a boundary around that, the more likely you are that you'll get better at the game of life. The more you get interested in observing what gives you energy, what takes away energy from you, the better you will get at managing energy in your life. So my invitation for you is to simply ask yourself this question, is what is it that I'm going to set boundaries towards so my energy is not drained? I'm just going to not put myself into a situation that drains energy from me. I'm just not going to invite people into a conversation with me that drain energy from me. So set a clear boundary. Find your ways that actually give you energy. Understand where and why you become empathetic or take on energy of people. Understand certain boundaries that you want to set for yourself that will help you regulate yourself better, help you manage your energy levels better. 
And once that happens, you will find yourself that even as an empath, you will be able to manage your energy levels much better and you'll be a more effective coach. As an empath, I'm certain that you enjoyed this episode. So go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Follow us on this podcast even more so because when you follow us on this podcast every single week, we make a conscious effort to uplift your energy through conversations, through demonstrations of coaching, and through solo casts like this where I talk about an idea that may change your life. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Coach Ajit and you're watching Master Coaching. Oh,